Welcome to the Iron 31 Podcast, where we crave God's Word to help us restore to our original design and confidently navigate through our womanhood. In this little corner of the internet, we will touch on nearly every aspect we face as women and learn how to charge the front lines with God's truth. We want you to take a seat with us as we hope to bring light to your life through our powerful, encouraging, and convicting conversations. Welcome, sister. We are so grateful you are here. Welcome back to the Iron 31 podcast. So excited for the second episode that we have and very, very honored to have a guest for the first time on the Iron 31 podcast. Not only is she super intelligent, but she's also a very, very dear friend of mine who is coming to the podcast today to talk about a very important and relatable topic uh, to a lot of women. And uh, today we have Samantha Tullis on the podcast today. Sam, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me and Yay. hyping me up. Goodness gracious. <laughs> like I'm flattered. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm very honored <laughs> to be friends with you. So I have a lot to talk about about you. But thank you so much for being here today. You've had quite the journey just in your own womanhood. So I'm so excited for you to share that with the listeners who is tuning in with us today. Um, but first and foremost, why don't you tell us what you do, um, who you are, a little bit about you, fun fact, whatever you want to include. Just allow the allow the listeners to get to know That's you an a little open bit. Box yeah, there. total <laughs> open box. Um, I guess a little bit about me is I am originally so born in Ohio, but moved to California straight out of the gate. Grew Love up it. there for thirteen years and um, went to school, all that stuff. Uh, I was a dancer growing up so um that is part of my past and a huge part of my past um went to college in idaho for a little bit went ahead and moved over to um indy when my family moved back um and i've been here ever since come on what's been your favorite um, state so far oh tough question (laughs) (laughs) so this is what i tell everyone i go okay i loved california and the convenience Mm -hmm. of california and just the beautiful weather and the beaches and the mountains and you always had something to look at or do um but i do love the quality of life and the people and Mm -hmm. the hospitality in the midwest so um you kind of i don't have a favorite because each one has their own perks yeah Uh, but indiana has definitely been a wholesome experience yes i have appreciated that greatly that's so cool Uh, and you said that dancing was a huge part of your life tell us more about that i started when i was oh man um i want to say like nine or ten years old uh started just in uh the all-star world of dance and never stopped until i well i shouldn't say never stopped i did stop (laughs) still Uh, dancing (laughs) right still moving dancing away (laughs) i'm not still dancing uh i stopped right after i graduated high school so um just took a toll on my body and i was like you know what it's time to stop it's time time so, to start spartan races right it's time to start, <laughs> right spartan races and running and gym and you know torture my body in another all way all the things all the things, all the things. yes yeah <laughs> yes so what are you doing now i know we mentioned spartan races but like what do you do during the week what do you do for yeah. fun um so currently i'm working for a nutrition company um oh, cool. i work on the background of stuff yeah. uh just as kind of like an ea mm-hmm. and then i also just started a job this week Come at on. a chiropractic's office that is actually part of the max living principles mm-hmm. um and i'm loving it i'm still training very new to it yeah. uh Again, learning a lot of systems, mm-hmm. a lot of people, um, mm-hmm. and just the culture of that mm-hmm. office, which is just spirit-led and oh, um, rooted in Christ, and it's been phenomenal to just be a part of it, yes. and even in the 
four days that I've officially been working there, <laughs> I am fully invested You're sold. and in love with it. I was That's a member amazing. before, but uh, what's funny is being a member there, mm-hmm. getting the chiropractic care I needed, yeah. it actually led to me wanting to work and just. So cool. Um, it, it's crazy how it all comes to be. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you just graduated from college. Yes, Yo. I did. I just graduated from college. I have a degree in psychology and Come a on. minor in wellness and nutrition. Yes. And I was actually having a conversation with someone today, uh, one of my coworkers, and she was like, what did you graduate with? And I told her what I graduated with. And she goes, that's such a great combination. And I said, what do you mean? And she goes, well, you understand wellness and nutrition and like yeah. the, fa- the fundamental parts of that. But you can also like walk someone through their journey and walk them through like the root of why they are acting out with their wellness and nutrition the way they are. And I was like, that's so true. And I I mean, I knew that (laughs) at a, at a level, but like just hearing that she goes, you probably like, she goes, that's probably a very rewarding position to be in. And I was like, you know what? It kind of is. It kind of is. Yeah. Looking back at who I've talked to and the people that I've helped so far and all that, I'm like, wow, wait, it is kind of cool to yeah. walk through all this with people and help them get to the root of where they're, you know, where it all stems from. Yeah. So. I mean, that's so huge. And just to think that nutrition just really isn't nutrition. It's, it's mindset. It's psychology. It's mm-hmm. how our, our past is coming to fruition, why we do the things that we do. And, um, that's actually a good kind of transition into why we're here today. You've had yeah. quite your own journey with 100%. nutrition and body image <laughs> and, and wellness Tell us a little bit about that, like where you've been um, up to this point. Yeah, so, I mean, do you want me to start from the beginning? Yeah, absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. I think it's just so important, like our own testimonies are what build us to our purpose. And now within Mm -hmm. your own testimony, you have this this, um, degree now that really roots back to just everything you, you've mm-hmm. walked through. So yeah, if you could take us back to the the beginning, just to create some relatable standpoints for those who are watching and just so yeah. that we can really get a, a full picture of where you've been. Totally. Uh, it's crazy that you say that because my degree originally was not supposed to be what wow. it is today. Like I was a pre-med. I was oh dead goodness. set on becoming some type of doctor or surgeon or wow. some sort of way. And just throughout the journey, I think I've switched my degree like five times before I actually graduated. There's a relatable um, standpoint. So we can all relate right, to that. <laughs> right. So like, it's just, it's learning that like where you start is not always where you're going to finish. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's been a huge learning experience. And mm-hmm. I had one of those aha moments earlier this week too of just, you know, you start somewhere, but that's not where technically God may want you. Yeah. Um, but I mean a little bit about my background and where I'm at from how I got to where I am today. Uh, I back in 2019 was in college. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was living my best life. I thought college was the dream. I was Mm -hmm. the, who I am today is not who I was back in college. I will be Another honest. Relatable standpoint. <laughs> um, I definitely did partake in the party scene. Mm-hmm. I did try to, uh, you know, like I was just, I was following the world, trying mm-hmm. to like adhere like to my friends. Yeah. I was trying to adhere to um, what people told me, the comments I would receive. Like I was, I was people pleasing. I was world pleasing. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I look at it. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so 2019 to 2020, was my first year of college. Yeah. Um, and I got to 2020 and that's when the pandemic hit. So yeah. for me, it was the world that I thought was so great and so amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was having the best time just living it up in college just came to a radical end. Yeah. Um, and at the time I was at, in Boise, mm-hmm. uh, my family had moved to Indiana while I was 
at Boise State. Uh, and so I had to go back to Indy. That was mm-hmm. home now, but yeah. that wasn't my home. I grew up in California. So mm-hmm. coming home, I already had a little bit of uh, resentment and yeah. a little bit of like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know anyone. I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do. It's going to be awful. Like we have to sit at home all day. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, so during that time, it turned to what can I control? Uh, I didn't really have a relationship with the Lord. I knew who Christ was. I didn't really understand yeah. um, what that what Christianity really looks like. Yeah, I love how you differentiate that. Like, re- I, I knew who He was, but I didn't have a relationship. And mm-hmm. I, I want to get into that a little bit later. But yeah, love how you differentiated yeah, that for sure. And uh, so I didn't know. And immediately in my head, I'm going, "What can I control? Well, I can control how people see, or I can control uh, my nutrition. I can control." what I want for myself, Mm -hmm. how I view my, um, body, how I view my, uh, wants and desires. So in my head, I'm going, okay, I'm going to take care of it all. Don't worry. Wow. So immediately I turn to what we all turn to internet, social media. Mm -hmm. What can I do to find the best fix? Mm -hmm. I was not confident in myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I didn't realize that at the time, but I really wasn't confident in myself and who I was. So I went, okay, what's the quickest diet? How can I lose the most weight? What can I do? Um, because I'm tired of the comments of, oh, you have curves. Oh, you have a big butt. Oh, you have all these things. I'm just, I'm tired of hearing that because that's not some, that's not what society tells us we should look like. Society tells us, you know, diet, be thin, be tiny, be small, whatever that is. Uh, so immediately I turned to the keto diet, believe Mm, it or not. And in that year I lost probably almost 30 pounds. Wow. Yeah. And not, I was never a big person, but Mm -hmm. in my head I was. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in that year I did, and I was like, wow. And the number kept going down and down and down and down. And I was so excited. I was so Mm -hmm. thrilled, uh, ultimately to lead to a very unhealthy weight and a very unhealthy lifestyle where I was basically starving myself. Wow. Um, So that was the end of 2020. I actually ended up going back to school in Idaho in nope. August. Oh, I did that okay. in August. So I went back at the end of 2020. I had lost all that weight. Um, and I continued to lose because I was like, well, I can maintain this at college. That's fine. But we were still in a pandemic. So mm. college wasn't the same. We were still yeah. isolated in our apartment. We were still um, not allowed to do the things that we normally do. So college was a different experience now, mm-hmm. which led to me getting super depressed, holding myself in my room, not wow. eating. Um, and I just got to a really low point And at the time, I didn't realize what was going on, yeah. but uh, I felt a nudge to go home. So I went home in September to surprise my dad for his birthday. And walking into the house, my family actually noticed, and they go, you are sick. Wow. And immediately, being in the way that I am, I'm like, whoa, wait. No, I'm not. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You're all fine. Like, it's okay. Uh, and in that moment, my they just sat me down, and they said, you're coming home. Wow. So I went back to Boise. I packed up my things and I moved home and I began this recovery process of just, um, identifying what was going on in my life. Cause I truly didn't know. I really, I I had no clue. I had no direction. I didn't want to move home. I didn't want to be with my family. I I had no friends here. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Uh, lost all the control that you just had gained. Exactly. All the control that I thought I had was just, exploded. Yeah. Didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, 
with that being said, moving home, there was a few months in between where I was like, what do I do now? I have to recover. I'm not necessarily diagnosed with anything, so Mm -hmm. I can't go just see a doctor and get diagnosed. And I didn't really want to get diagnosed because Mm -hmm. I knew I needed to get better. So Mm -hmm. I... Let me interrupt you really quick. Yeah. What made you know that you needed to get better? Was it the revelation of your family or did things start clicking in your head? Um... It was a mixture of both, I would say. Mm -hmm. So my family noticed. uh, Mm -hmm. And at first it was my family noticed I had lost weight. But then Mm -hmm. when I came back for that birthday, they noticed that, like, it wasn't a normal Mm -hmm. kind of weight loss. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when they told me the the revelation they kind of had. They were Mm -hmm. like, you're sick, Is was my trigger to learn that, okay, there are some tendencies. Like, I shouldn't be starving myself. Like, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be miserable. I shouldn't be, like laying in bed crying because I'm hungry. Like all these things um, started to add up and I'm going, this isn't a normal lifestyle. Mm. So it was a mixture of both of uh, family noticing and then also the internal processing of like, okay, this isn't normal. Yeah. Um, Did you get praise while you were losing? I did. Did that fuel your desire to go it more intently? Because, I mean, think about it. When someone tells you you're doing a good job at Mm -hmm. whatever it is you're trying to achieve. Like, Mm -hmm. for me, it was weight loss. I was just trying to achieve weight loss. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm getting the praise of, hey, you're doing good. Hey, I've noticed you've lost weight. Hey, I... um, your face looks slimmer. Like I wow. even got things like that. Wow. Uh, I also got a con or for myself personally, it was when I started noticing my pant sizes dropping. I was like, Oh man, I'm the next size down. Yay. Wow. Oh yeah. I'm the next size down. Cool. Um, so yes, that is what fueled the fire. And then when it got to a point where like mm-hmm. I was where I was at, it just there, I learned, I started to realize there's no, I'm never going to be satisfied. Yeah with where I'm at. I'm never going to be satisfied with what I've lost. I'm never going to be satisfied with the number on the scale. Um, So there has to be something greater. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where the shift happened Mm -hmm. in, I would say it was November, December of 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, So two months had passed. I had moved home. Um, Two months had passed and uh, I started to realize like there's something greater in this life. There has to be something greater because I feel like I am turning to all these things, the world, I'm turning to people, I'm turning mm. to, um, social media, all the things that normal teenagers and young adults turn right, to. Right. Uh, but there was no satisfaction. I was just yeah. never feeling filled. Wow. Uh, so immediately there was just, it was one day it was a complete, I wouldn't say it was a complete surrender, but it was a complete, like I had remembered that in high school I would go to church I would mm-hmm. seek uh I was in a life group like I remember being around Christianity so I said okay there has to be something more there wow. yeah. uh I grabbed a bible one day random day I was I was just at a low point I had finished a counseling call with a um special she was a dietitian but she specialized in eating disorder recoveries okay um and it was after that call and I just I was so defeated because she just wanted me to like jump back in and start eating things I like. And, and it's just okay. not that psychologically, it's just not that easy. And especially now yeah. the knowledge that I have, I understand how that's just, right. you can't, it's, you can, but it's hard. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I grabbed my Bible. I had a Bible on one of my old ones on the shelf in my room. I was wow. just in my room. Cause I had, I was a zoom call. Cause again, COVID you mm-hmm. can't really be on a call mm-hmm. or be in person. Um, so I'm on a call or I get off the call, I grab a Bible and I had no idea what to do with it. Yeah. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. it's a Bible. Okay, cool. And I just, I remember in that moment going, if there's something greater here, like I need to see you Lord, 
Wow. I, I was like, I don't know what this is, but I just need you to take me somewhere and do something with my life. (laughs) I know I'm like getting teary eyed (laughs) thinking about it. So bear with me. Um, and it was almost like all of a sudden there was this, this heaviness that I had was lifted off. Wow. Um, and I was like, okay, there's, and again, I truly in that moment did not really understand, but I understood. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like I understood that there was a presence, but I didn't know what that was. Yeah. Um, so through that, I just, I started to learn how to pray and it was, it was a gradual process of, okay, Lord, uh, show me something today. Wow, that, like, that's so powerful. Because like to, to what you're saying, it's like we 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 know there's a Bible. Like I feel like right. you would you could probably say 99 to 100 percent of people, at least in the U.S., know that Bibles exist, right? So right. it's like, but the issue isn't that the Bible exists. The issue is mm-hmm. the Bible exists. I don't know what to do with it. And so you're saying in that moment you didn't know what to do with it, so you turned to God. Show me something. Yeah. And do you remember that day specifically? Was it the presence that that he showed you? Was there a specific scripture that he showed you? Like, walk me through that. What was that experience look like? Because I feel like a lot of um, our listeners could relate to that of, I know that God is there. I also know that there's a Bible. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. So what? To, walk us through that moment. Yeah. What was that like? In that moment, I remember specifically, uh, so I think back, it's such a cool moment because... Uh, in the moment, I was just like, show me something. Because I didn't mm-hmm. know. Uh, yeah. I was like, I don't even know what that is. Um, but I had turned to a scripture. Like, literally just opened my Bible. And wow. this is a cool, such a cool God thing. Like, I, but it was the scripture where I'm, and that's horrible. I'm blanking on the name. Uh, you are a masterpiece. Wow. Um, like, wow. you are my masterpiece. Like, you are the canvas. I am the clay. Wow. <laughs> You're the- <laughs> He's just like he is the maker. Like he created me wow. perfectly in his image. Like yeah. I am his masterpiece. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the scripture I held on to at the beginning yeah. of just God, like I am your masterpiece. I am your masterpiece. And I again still deciphering what all this is. Don't yeah. really know. I'm yeah. just like, okay, whatever. Like I'm your masterpiece. What does that mean? Yeah. So it was just day by day, like being like, Okay, show me something new. Mm-hmm. Show me something. Yeah. And then it got to a point where it was like um, it was, I had connected with a friend group, <laughs> AKA you, oh, um, <laughs> starting cause I had found myself in a gym yeah. that, uh, was truly community based yeah. and I knew my body wasn't in a place where like I exercise probably wasn't the best idea, but mm-hmm. I understood why he put it in my life now Wow! because it it's brought me the, vehicle. it was an avenue yep, and yep. it brought me the community I have today, Wow! which is huge. Cause I thought back in 2019, 2020, I would never have a community in Indiana. I never thought I'd be planted in Indiana. Wow! Um, but it was a, uh, avenue into what he actually had in store for me looking at it now, which is like two years. Yeah. So, um, so it was a huge healing process from December to uh, January, February, March. I'd say probably April. Mm-hmm. Um, just still working on that healing and just yeah. going through that process. And at that time, I had found a church. Wow. I had found a friend group. I had yeah. gotten involved. Um, and I I started to just read scripture daily and just mm-hmm. kind of like dip my toe in the water. Yeah. Not really ever 
fully confirming my faith as my own. Cause mm-hmm. growing up I had a faith. My family right. went to church. We did all that stuff. Uh-huh. But again, I did it because my parents did it. Uh, it was never my own. Um, what do you mean by it wasn't your, like looking at the difference from like when you, you know, you're going to church with your parents and now it's your own. Like what, what exactly do you mean by that? Like, how are you pursuing your own faith? Yeah. So pursuing my own faith versus, so when I was a kid growing up mm-hmm. again, I did it to please my parents. Mm-hmm. I did it to please the people around me and I did what was around me because yeah. that was normal. Yeah. And I just, I never under, I never took the time to understand. I never took the time to really hone in on what a relationship with Christ is. Yeah. Uh, so I would say today, looking back at it, so throughout this past year, I dedicated my life and surrendered my life to the Lord in October. Wow. Um, this past just October? this past, wow. uh, yeah, just this past October. And I declared my faith as my own, which means I am in relationship now with Christ. Wow. Him and I yeah. are having this side by side uh, relationship. We're walking together. We're, mm-hmm. uh, I'm praying with him. Like it's, it's more of a two way street versus yeah. a one way street. Yeah. Right. Um, cause I look back and I, it's funny cause some of the things that I've been through in my life, I realized God had a relationship with me before I had a relationship with him. Wow. That's like, powerful. He was there yeah. and I failed to realize it. Wow. Um, and the fact that I look at things that have happened in my life and to see his work through that before wow. I now mm-hmm. is crazy because I'm like, God, you've been there since the beginning and yeah. I didn't even realize it until what now we're in 2023 yeah. and yeah. I'm just now realizing that he's been there the whole time, which wow. is such a cool experience. That's so powerful. Yeah. And, and as you were looking into the scripture, it sounds like this has been a journey for you. Like it sounds like you, the, from the first time you picked up that Bible in that one moment that was just so transitional for you, mm-hmm. it wasn't like it just all clicked. It was just like, Mm-mm. okay, I went from one, a one phrase prayer to like a two phrase prayer. Like walk, <laughs> walk us through your journey. Cause I yeah. feel like it's so encouraging to hear because I feel like we, as women, we, we feel like we're not doing enough. We feel like we're not mm-hmm. reading the Bible enough. We're not praying enough. We're not saying the right words. We're not speaking in this, thou, that, art, you know, whatever. Um, and if we're not, we're not doing enough. So therefore we have that all or nothing mindset within our Mm -hmm. faith of, well, I'm not going to do it at all because what I'm doing is not enough. So walk us through that of like how the, from this turning point of not even knowing what to do when you open your Bible to now pursuing the Lord daily in your devotions, like walk us through that. Yeah. So, um, from picking up my Bible, uh, and starting with like, show me something, Mm -hmm. it, I've learned that simple is effective. Yeah, wow, that's <laughs> um, powerful. I have grown in the past two years around very powerful women about that are um, very spiritually sound, very mm. scripturally sound, just rooted in faith. And I almost found myself trying to keep up with them. Wow, um, yeah. And I had to learn that, like, I, I'm not keeping up. That's almost like keeping up with the world, keeping up with Mm, um, others and what it is. Even though it's good, like it's, it's rooted in faith, but it's like at the same time, the enemy can turn something that's good and turn it into something that's defeating us. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I found myself, I was like, God, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated that I'm not, I'm not praying as fluently as someone else. I'm not, um, in scripture every day as someone else, like how, how do I step into this? And he kind of dropped in my spirit one day and he was like, are you keeping up with man? Are you keeping up with me? Um, and in the sense of, okay, 
I'm following God's purpose and plan for my life. Mm-hmm. And if I'm doing that, I'm going at his pace and the pace he has set for my wow. life. Yeah. Not the pace that someone else is at and yeah. the um, rate that they're going at. Mm-hmm. So for me, picking up from the beginning, it's just every day taking it one step at a time. Like one day it was, I prayed, show me something. Mm-hmm. The next day it was, okay, I'm going to read a chapter of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's just starting to find your rhythm. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, I don't, Hopefully that answered your question. Yeah, I'm trying no, to figure I, out. I love what you just said, though. Right there at the end, find your rhythm. Yes. Because I talk to a lot of different women who are in their devotionals or just starting their faith mm-hmm. journey, and their rhythm looks totally different from someone else's rhythm. It's just yeah. time with the Lord and how their relationship looks. I've even heard women say that they have um, they have like a sarcastic relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And, um, so I, I love what you said that, and I just want to embrace that of like, um, if, if there are listeners out there who are pursuing the Lord and not really knowing what their next step is, I mm-hmm. think that they can really take that away from today of find your rhythm, find your phrase. I've, I've read in a book before mm-hmm. of how it talked about how, how three word prayers can be powerful. Yes. Lord, show me, Lord, speak to me, Lord, direct mm-hmm. me, Lord, guide me. Yeah. And, uh, and that can be so powerful, but the enemy will say, well, that wasn't enough. So then we don't do it at all. So then therefore mm-hmm. we are uh, once again, leading a world centered life. Um, so kind of tying this into, uh, because I feel like your spiritual journey is so tied to your health journey. I feel like it's just so integrated. Very um, much so. so as you were, as you were diving into truth, what lies were revealed in the essence of that, that you were listening to the enemy mm-hmm. on during your health journey? Yeah. So, um, my health journey and spiritual, honestly, my spiritual journey is what has helped me through my health journey. Wow. 100%. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of lies. I mean, it was typical lies. Mm-hmm. I was, I was in a huge battle with compa- comparison for mm-hmm. so long. Yeah. Um, that was a huge aspect of my life. And then on top of that, I was told I wasn't enough. I was told I wasn't, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't beautiful. I wasn't, Mm. um, there was some times where it was, oh, you're great, but this person's a little more attractive than you. So you're saying your lies came from the words, from words from people. Yes. Words from people. It was words from people. A lot of actions, like, Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately growing up in a dance world, like Mm. you, you have to perform. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't performing to what someone else is performing and if you're not as good, Mm -hmm. um, that's they you're put in the back versus putting in the front so like it was a lot of actions and words from others Mm -hmm. uh a lot of it stems from that for Mm -hmm. me and just by diving into my relationship with christ and understanding that you know again god created us as a masterpiece god created us um for a purpose and on a purpose Mm -hmm. like there's so many ways um we are called to live our lives by god and Mm -hmm. each person is different yeah no one's the same and I think that's what helped me realize my comparison wow is by God kind of breaking my walls down and saying why are you comparing your step one to someone's step 26 wow that's so good because uh, we do that so often yes we look at someone's highlight reel or we look at someone and I know that's a very common phrase but we look at where someone's at, not looking at the steps that they had to take to get there. And the Bible right. says that the, the Lord is a lamp at our feet. And oftentimes we want that lamp to not show step two, but also step 10. So mm-hmm. we try to go at our own pace or control. And then we get ourselves in, in destruction. I'm, I'm reading in Judges right now, and it's very interesting, I will say the least. <laughs> I just like, I'm reading, and especially at the end of Judges, it's like, what is happening? Like you're right. like reading and it's like, 
come on. And, and then I have to, I have to Judges catch myself. Is a tough book. It is. It is. And I, but I have to catch myself because I'm like reading about the Israelites and all the, the crazy things that they did. But the Lord's like saying, okay, like you want to talk about, you know, like how they're, the Israelites are going and trying to control or, and then he mm-hmm. convicts me of where I've been doing that in my life. So we can right. very easily get into the, to the, the journey of the Israelites. Like, what are you doing? Like, come on, just like follow the Lord. And then the Lord's like, ah, but remember how you tried to take control literally just yesterday yeah. in this situation. So it's so convicting. Right. Um, and I, I love how you spoke at the, at the beginning of the podcast on you were just seeking control. Yeah. That's really all that mm-hmm. it was. So are you saying that that was essentially the root of your actions within your health journey of, of mm-hmm. either not eating or, or, um, going on a specific diet or completely cutting out calories, would you say that the, it really wasn't, um, it, it turned into a food issue, but there was a deeper issue and that was control. Oh, 100%. It was such a, it was 100% control for mm. me because in my, I look back at certain parts of my life. Like I had a huge, um, huge thing happen in 2012 where like I could control nothing. My mm. grandmother had just passed. My parents decided to get a divorce. My mm. mother went into rehab. Like all these different things had happened in yeah. one year. Yeah. And I was in the center of it, but yet had no control of it. Wow. And I had no clue what to do. And mm-hmm. in that moment, it was like, what can I control? And back then it was, I, I can't even tell you what it was at that point, but yeah. um, every time that something happens in my life, I'm like, what can I control? What yeah. can I fix? Wow. What can I? And at the end of the day, it's remembering that I can do nothing. Yeah. Um, Christ can. Yeah. I can't. But choosing um, his ways. But That's, choosing his ways. That is our ways. only choice. Yeah. Exactly. So, and it kind of... And I still struggle with it today. I'm not perfect at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you're ever perfect at anything because yeah, if right. we were perfect, we wouldn't need God. Yeah, and right. without God, we don't have a world. So right, right. we're never going to be perfect. Yeah. Um, but I went on a missions trip to Guatemala. And, yes. Yeah. Uh, in your shirt, by the way. You are. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, that's another one that I just like pursuing all things. That's another yes. thing the Lord gave me is on the back of it. I'm pretty sure. Uh, First Corinthians. I, did I put my verse on there? Yep. First Corinthians 14, uh, one pursuing all yes, things. Yes. So pursuing Christ, pursuing his will for my life and his will, not mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a huge phrase. I got that. Uh, from that. But anyways, so cool. um, in Guatemala, I was really convicted by the Lord in the sense of, I thought I was going to go on this mission trip and I've been, you know, I'm so spiritually sound Lord. Like, don't you worry. <laughs> I got this. Like, put yeah. me in coach. How I'm ready. Right. I've been aiming for this. Right. And that whole mission trip, I actually was like the first three days. I'm like, Lord, why am I here? And I'd had wow. like many re- re- uh, revelations throughout there, like while doing work and whatnot. And it was an amazing trip, but I'm like, Lord, I, you know, I was expecting this big, like what's going to happen. Yes. Um, yes. and on the Fourth day, I think wow. it was. Four days. Like four days Man. in, four days in, God finally, he did not like give this miracle or anything. He said, I'm going to convict you Ooh. and tell you everything that you need to work on from within. You want me to use you? I'm yeah. going to convict you. Yeah. Shoot. He was yeah. like, no, no, no. I'm not going to use you yet because we still have work to do internally. Wow. Uh, and I was like, okay, God. And one of them was controlling. Just wow. Sur- and what he truly showed me is like surrendering. Yeah. Um, is... And that word is so powerful because for me specifically, because I was so in tune with a schedule and an order oh, and a way yep. of life. Yeah. Um, and I get emotional thinking about it, oh. but uh, because he, the Lord basically was like, Sam, you aren't 
giving me all of you. You're wow. not giving me you. And I was like, what are you talking about? I am like, yeah. I'm rooted. I, you I'm know, Guatemala. <laughs> I'm like, you're healing me. I'm ready. Like whatever. Uh, <laughs> in Guatemala, the Lord was like, Hey, I need you to just surrender. And yeah. I was like, what am I surrendering? Because I thought I had given you all of me. Like wow. I had dedicated my life to you. Like I had baptized, like I'm like, all right, I'm fully in. Yes. Yeah. Um, and what, truly has helped me in this healing journey from disordered eating is that trip. Wow. Um, and that's why this is yeah. where it all comes. Wow. Like this is where it all comes full circle for me. Cause on that trip, the Lord was like, you have not surrendered your, you haven't surrendered your food to me. You haven't surrendered your will wow. to me. You haven't surrendered your, um, body to me. You haven't like, he was breaking me down and showing me like, yes, you have given your life to me and I know yeah. you're following me, Yeah, but Oh, there's still barriers that yeah. is keeping you from hearing me. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, man, okay, wow. Oh, wow. let's, let's take a step back. And I started journaling and I was just like, okay, Lord, like every day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to surrender all of it to you. Wow. So what does I'm, that look like? I literally wake up every morning. I go downstairs, I sit down, I place my Bible right in front of me and I go, I, I start praying. I go, okay, Lord, today I surrender, you know, I, I pray first and I go, Lord, what do you want me to surrender today? Yeah. And then kind of just based off of that, I go off of just in a sense of what I feel that I need to do that day. And for instance, this week, it's been a lot of, okay, Lord, I surrender my schedule to you. Mm -hmm. I surrender my food to you. Wow. And I surrender my will to you. Your will, my way. Or your will, your way. Yeah. Your will, my way. (laughs) My, right? I'm like, I'm doing a really good job at this whole surrender thing. It's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. It's a process. Um, but yeah, honestly, and throughout the day, like I find myself going your will, your way, yeah. your will, wow. your way. Um, and in that moment, like I swear in Guatemala, it was a flip of a switch. Wow. I can't explain it. Um, and I get, I get chills thinking yeah. about it because it's something that is unexplainable. Yeah. But the, like the, the Holy Spirit truly was just like, I have you. I yeah. finally oh have gosh. you. Wow. And I was like whoa chills again oh my goodness I get I get so emotional thinking about it um yeah because that has been a huge turning point for my life wow and I will say I'm not perfect like I don't it's not like all of a sudden I'm healed and I don't think about food and I'm like oh I could whatever Mm -hmm. it's it's still a process it's a learning thing like at the end of the day we are human yeah our minds Mm -hmm. and the enemy tries to come in and say like you shouldn't eat that yep or Oh, you know, like you're looking a big, little bigger today. Like whatever mm-hmm. the comments are, the enemy still tries to come in. But mm-hmm. now I have the Lord on my side. Yeah. And I just have to go, Lord, I surrender it to you. Yeah. Lord, um, help me defeat the enemy today. Wow. Whatever it is. And ever since then, it's just been a, I, what, I went to Guatemala at the be- May. beginning of May, yeah. came back mid-May. It's been a month. It's been a month. Yeah, literally a month. And each week I've been taught something. Like I came back from Guatemala and I felt so off, so off. I was like, I don't want to be in a routine. I don't want to be in structure. Mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't even want to do the things I enjoy. I was like, what is going on? And I learned it's because I wasn't prioritizing God when I came back. How's that look? Um, What did that look like? So I spent a week, literally a week, and I had changed my entire routine (laughs) and I didn't even have a routine that's the thing wow uh I I was praying I was like Lord like what do I need to do because I'm I'm off Mm -hmm. something's not right but yet I had this amazing revelation in Guatemala for Mm -hmm. like what I need to work on so what is it uh so I spent a week with just setting no alarm setting no nothing like no plans I knew I had tasks to complete throughout the day yeah um but I would wake up and go okay Lord whatever's meant to get done today like will get done and 
again, your will, your way. Wow. And I would start with devotions in the morning. I'd put him first. I started yeah. putting him first. Wow. Um, waking up and God first. So would you uh, say like, um, cause the Bible talks about first fruits, like giving God the first yeah. of everything, not just our tithe, but our time, our talents, mm-hmm. our, our everything, our conversation. Yeah. So would you say for women who are looking into getting into a Bible routine, um, yes, getting into the word is, is the greatest thing that you could do. But would you say that you found a difference of switching that to the verse of the day? For me personally? Yeah, yeah. I did. Like for, I finally felt, um, peace. Mm-hmm. I felt joy. Yeah. I felt, uh, equipped yeah. for the day. I feel ready for the day. I feel joyful. I feel equipped. I do genuinely put God first. And I yeah. think there's something about putting God first in our day that mm-hmm. adds value and yeah. adds value to our day and equips us with what we need. And if yeah. we ask the God during, God. yeah, yeah. Yep. exactly. Mm-hmm. We're putting on the breastplate, on the armor before all we leave. of it, like yep. we're putting it all on. Absolutely. Um, and I truly feel like, yes, it does help. But yeah. at the end of the day, you have to find the uh, the rhythm that works for you. Yeah. So you had mentioned how you just took a week and you didn't have an alarm. You didn't have a, a schedule. You, you didn't have to be anywhere. How would you, what advice would you give to a woman who maybe is tied to her routine and um, it, it kind of depends on it and is, and serves her routine rather than letting her routine serve her, but mm-hmm. also does have a schedule or maybe she has kids that she has to wake up. Like, how would you advise them on surrendering their day in a sense that still, you know, life can, can still move. How would you, right. what advice right. would you get for someone? I would say surrender looks different for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, at the end of the day for me, surrendering my schedule was I was able, I had the ability to say, okay, like I don't have kids. So mm-hmm. I was able to not set an alarm. I didn't have to be up for anyone. I mm-hmm. didn't have those obligations at the time. Um, but for a busy mom, like yeah. surrender could be like, okay, Lord, I surrender my temper to you today. Yeah. Like wow. I'm yeah. going to just, um, allow your grace and your peace to fill today. Yeah. Wow. Um, and you know, holding back from whatever that looks like for yeah. them. Uh, and then I'm trying to think of other ways in the sense of it's what's controlling you. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Whatever's controlling you mm-hmm. is what you need to surrender. Wow. That's really um, good. That's a good way to put it. It's like that's, it yeah. that is literally the best way to put it yeah. for, in my opinion, because it's what are you serving versus Ooh. letting it serve you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because at the end of the day, if we're doing it out of obligation, yeah. it's controlling us. Yeah. It's, wow. It's, so it what we're holds. trying to control will in turn control us. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's big. So, that's big. I mean, you got to surrender whatever it is that is holding yeah. you up that yeah. you feel that you can't go without. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, and just a couple more questions here, Sam, to wrap up, but you had mentioned just walking through such a dark journey and mm-hmm. now on the other side of Guatemala, you feel so much lighter, even mm-hmm. from the time where you just picked up the Bible for the first time. So a lot of times it's really hard to see God in our trials and, um, just in those really dark seasons, mm-hmm. looking back, would you say that you can see God in the midst of all of it? 100%. So actually, crazy story. I promise I won't take too long over all no, this. No, love it. Uh, I was listening to a sermon a few days ago, and they were talking about Joseph. 
Mm. Uh, Joseph. Oh, Joseph. Oh, Joseph. Joseph. Yes. And just all the adversity he mm. faced. Yeah. All of the struggles and the hard times he faced. But yet he had this vision mm. of something greater. And yeah. he was like, I don't understand. Like he yeah. had that vision of, you know, his family bowing down to him. Wow. Um, and all these things. And it's like, what the heck? Like he's like, what's going on? But now I'm going through all this adversity, all this hard time. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, why am I struggling? And all these things. And finally one day, you know, he becomes king and then his brothers come back and they're like, yes. you know, they're like, they need him. <laughs> yeah, they need him. And um, finally he realizes his purpose and his calling. Wow. And yet he chooses to show grace and understanding and love. Wow. Uh, and all these things that I can totally relate to that because like my life had adversity, yeah. not only in time of my disordered eating, but like also mm some other events that have happened in my life and looking back at it now, I'm going, okay, God, you were shaping me. You were wow. creating me into the person that I am today wow. for the purpose you have for my life. Wow. So and that's so powerful because like all the evil in the world, all the sin in the world, all, all of the destruction happens mm-hmm. because of sin and because of the enemy. But what is so just relieving is that God can take all trial all evil mm-hmm. and turn it to good yeah. and even turn it to purpose yeah. like he has for you. So kind of going into our last question, I feel like just walking through that adversity, you have so much wisdom for anyone walking through similar stories. What is something that you could share for a woman that's listening that is struggling with body image, struggling with disordered eating, struggling with a relationship with food? What advice can you give them? Scripture, can you point them to really anything for a woman walking through that in yeah. this current moment. If you, um, so if there's someone that is struggling with any type of disordered eating or any type of body image disorders, whatever it is, I don't even want to say disorders, but like any woman that's just struggling mm-hmm. to love themselves and understand yeah, their purpose in this world mm-hmm. is like you were created on purpose for a purpose. Mm. And if what I ask is like for them to seek, what is my identity in? Oh, that's because good. yeah, if you can say like, oh, my identity's in my gym time, my identity's in my kids, my identity's in um, my schooling, my identity's mm. in uh, my husband, my boyfriend, my whatever wow. it is, wow. like it's looking at that and going, but there's something greater, wow. and I truly believe like I my healing in my journey has been because I found Christ and I found yeah. my identity in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. a woman that's struggling, like I just encourage them to open a Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Seek a friend, seek a counselor, yeah. um, a Christian counselor, like seek, um, advice from where it all began. Yeah. Wow. That's truly what I like. That is the best advice I could ever give yeah. is seek advice from the one who created this world. Yeah. And that's in the Bible. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, that's so good because like through our prayers, we're seeking for answers, but oftentimes the Lord will give us people who have the mm. answers or who can mm-hmm. take those spiritual blindings off of us or the, the blinders. Cause the Bible says that we act on our own understanding and mm-hmm. uh, like in your journey, you were acting on your own understanding of what control felt like, what, what you were searching for to feel that control. You, you were acting on your own understanding. So we can't fault ourselves, mm-hmm. but we also can choose another way. And uh, by choosing another way and being open to another way, we're open to um, advice from from -hmm. credible people. We're open to the conviction that our sweet, loving friends can bring. We're open to the instruction of the Lord. 
um, because there is a better way out. Um, But Sam, thank you so much for being here today. And just for some rapid fire questions, what is your favorite show on TV? Ah, New Girl. New Girl, what's your favorite book? Um, I would say I'm reading Align Your Health right now. It's pretty good. That is a good one. I do have that. It's actually sitting right here. I'm enjoying it so far. I know you mentioned that you um, dance. What's your favorite dance move? The... Plie. No, I'm just kidding. No, I was not a ballerina. (laughs) Um, I liked doing tricks, so like head springs. Okay. I don't know what that means, but it sounds painful. I basically flipped off my head. It was really fun. Wow. Okay. No wonder we're at the chiropractor now. Okay. Um, (laughs) What is your favorite style of dance? Um, Hip-hop. Hip-hop. And um, what... What is your favorite book in the Bible? Ooh, that's a good one. I am right now reading through... Mm, wait, I'm reading through a couple. Yeah, I actually okay. really like the book of Jonah. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I I, what, what makes it your favorite? Um, I just love that... First of all, I love that he was swallowed by a whale because that right? just cracks like me what up. what in the world? Um, but I just love the perspective that they have in that book. So, love it. Yeah. Love it, love it. Well, Sam, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and taking your time and just giving the the wisdom that the Lord has brought you through your journey. You've been through quite a journey, but it's so cool how now that is your testimony and your purpose. So thank you so much for being on here today. So honored to have you. And that is all for today. Thank you all who listened to our second podcast of Iron 31. Thank you so much for joining us at the table today, sister. If you benefited from today's podcast, the greatest way to give back is by simply sharing with others. The Bible says to be fruitful and multiply, and we believe that we can multiply God's word by speaking it. To help us multiply the impact of this podcast, we please ask you to subscribe, share, post, or rate this podcast below to help awaken our world to his word. If you share to your stories, tag Iron 31 Sisterhood and post your most impactful takeaway from today. We want to connect with you. Lastly, don't forget to head on over to iron31.com to see what all we offer such as our newest course, Unshackled, our free Nehemiah devotional, our weekly group coaching, our free newsletter, and our free community for exclusive content. Thank you for listening, sister, and have the best day ever.